Let me start by saying that I am usually not a fan of this sort of film. 13 Lives tells the story of the incredible cave rescue that took place a couple of years ago of those 13 boys who were stuck in the cave in Thailand and the story of how the world came together to get them out. The reason I am not usually a fan of these kinds of movies is because Hollywood always fucks it up. Yes. And I think 13 Lives is a great example of how far we have come or how far filmmaking has come because this is a Hollywood movie. It's produced by MGM. It is directed by Ron Howard, Academy Award winning Ron Howard, responsible for Backdraft, responsible for Apollo 13, responsible for A Beautiful Mind, that Ron Howard. And yet, if this movie was made in the 1990s, you would have everyone speaking English with a terrible Thai accent because studios will be like, nobody's going to read subtitles. You will have forced melodrama because despite the fact that this is one of the most dramatic real stories in our history, Hollywood will still feel the need to introduce the love interest or some kind yeah. of family tension or yeah. a crazed parent or one of the rescuers being an alcoholic or doing drugs or something. 13 Lives is none of that. It is amazing. Like a disaster movie usually begins with at least 30 minutes of setup where you have, oh, look, it's the boy's family life and what are the rescuers doing in England and all of that stuff before you finally get into the story and things kickstart. No, 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 no. In 13 Lives, Ron Howard starts immediately. They are having a football match. It's one of their birthdays. They say, hey, let's go to the cave to celebrate before we have to go to my party. Boom, it begins. And yeah. then you don't see the boys for at least an hour into it. Because obviously Oof. we had no idea what happened to them in real life. And the movie doesn't pretend to know either until those divers go in, finally do that five and a half hour dive to that tiny, tiny cavern where they've mm -hmm. been holed up for almost two weeks. This is incredible filmmaking. I just want to say, Throughout this film, I kept thinking to myself, man, this feels like Apollo 13, dude. This feels like Apollo 13. I was tense. I had to keep reminding myself, one, that it's based on a true story. And two, that the boys got out okay. I just kept like, oh my God, are the boys going to be okay? Oh my God, are the boys going to be okay? Oh my God, they're going to lose lives. They're going to lose a couple of the boys. I just kept, kept reminding myself, no, no, they all got out. There is such... Ron Howard's control over the story. Like you said, the movie opens in Thailand. We don't see any of the guys. To a point, I completely forgot Viggo Mortensen and Colin Farrell were in this film. Right? And Joel Edgerton. And I Joel completely Edgerton. forgot they were I in this film. I completely forgot they were in this film. It cuts, suddenly it cuts to Coventry and you see Viggo Mortensen sitting on the floor of his, of his little shitty bungalow you know, working on his tools and you go like, oh crap, that's right. They were in this film. The movie opens in Thailand. Like you said, the boys are playing football. Everything's in Thai. There's a complete setup of them going to the cave. Then a couple hours later, the parents realize that they haven't showed up yet. They then run to the cave because one of their teammates didn't go in. 
And it just sort of kicks off from there. I think what's about 10 minutes in, the boys are in the cave. That's it. You hit the ground running. Here we go. And everything is sparse. The movie feels like it's not dialogue heavy. There's not a lot of exposition, even between Colin Farrell and, and Viggo Mortensen's characters, right? They're not talking about this is a bad idea. None of that. They jump at it. They move on. The story keeps going. Because that feels real. This is like the antithesis of an Aaron Sorkin film. Where Aaron Sorkin uses dialogue for drama and conflict, this one just uses silence. Because that's what it would feel like in that situation, in that absolutely tense situation where it felt like there was no hope whatsoever. It doesn't feel like these individuals would be chatting away about things. And also, Rick Stanton and John Volanthan don't necessarily come off as those types of characters. They are kind of quiet individuals who are there to do a job, right? And these two guys, along with Richard Harris and Chris Jewell, they were the ones who kind of came up with the plan on how to save these kids. Let me just say, reluctantly, and there was a lot of that reluctance there, right? And it's not a reflection of who they are yeah. as people, but rather because the job they do, the diving they do, I remember there was a quote and it went something along the lines of how there are fewer cave divers than there are people who have walked on the moon. Wow. This kind of cave rescue is so elite and so specialized. There's only a handful of people in the world who do it. They all know each other and they were all in Thailand during the period of those 18 days. And I think the big thing to remember is they're all volunteers, right? They are this sort of volunteer group of elites, you know, of elite cave sure. diving rescues. They're not they're not guys part of an organization. You know, uh, Richard Stanton is a retired uh, firefighter. John Volanton works in IT, you know. Richard Harris is an actual anesthesiologist and doctor. And he's just like, yeah, they just do this when they need to. Sparse is a great word because some of the decisions that Ron Howard makes here, I feel are absolutely brilliant and also very against the grain. Mm. So there are tense moments that happen underwater and moments of great drama where you don't know whether people are going to survive. And it's silence. Mm. He doesn't use no. music. He doesn't try to manipulate your emotion with music because he knows the dramatics of the situation and the tension of the situation is enough. And that is, I feel that, I feel like that is a choice only a director with his experience and pedigree can yeah, make. Yeah, absolutely. It's so easy to tell the composer, do a oh, thing. You, I want yeah. people to feel really yeah, tense Yeah, do a right thing, now. right? Like you don't have to. And I think the timing of it's also great. I mean, four years on, I remember following it and reading it and I've seen the Time article, you know, maps and breakdowns. Because remember, this thing happened over almost three weeks, right? So the world literally was following along these things. You know, fucking Elon Musk got involved at one point and thankfully got kicked out of it. But it's this idea that we all think we know and to be reminded of the sheer heroism of not just the guys who went in to help these 13 lives, but also the heroism of the 13 people who were stuck in there, right? The, the 12 boys and their football coach. It's far enough removed that I can sit down and forget that the boys got out alive. 
that in itself was gorgeous. We use the word heroism a lot, and I think sometimes we maybe overuse it. But after watching this movie, it is a stark reminder of what real heroism is. Like all of these people, like you said, Bahe, showed up as volunteers, nothing to gain for themselves. They just wanted to save these boys' lives. And it was absolutely tremendous. What was it? Final count? 5,000 5, people, 20 plus countries showed up you know uh, i remember you know i remember reading stories about how the 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 village the local villages would come up and set up like little stalls for food and they would give it away for free right for all these volunteers they would just just wanted to help but there was also so much of the story that i didn't know i think after the boys were rescued i didn't read the details of how it was Mm. done and so i had no idea about the villages who sacrificed oh, the yeah. crops because they had to divert the water off the mountain. And I also had no idea that they had to anesthetize the oh, kids before bringing yeah. them out. And so all of that was new information right, right. for me. And I think that ratcheted up the tension even more. And also it just made the story all the more incredible, right? Because here was Richard Harris anesthetizing these kids. He doesn't know what dose he needs. He had to just go by gut and prayer i suppose so that these kids will not die and then of course you had all of these divers who weren't trained medical professionals who had to administer top-up drugs along the way underwater in strong currents in pitch dark environments unbelievable i i I love the fact that there wasn't there was no over explaining in the film it does enough to get you on the right places right because Watching it, I was thinking to myself, oh, why don't they just, you know, essentially anesthetize the boys and take them out, right? But then when that was pitched to, when that idea was floated by (laughs) Richard Harris, he was like, but we don't know what's going to happen. Even something as small as the saliva. I was like, oh shit, yeah, you're right. Because they had to wear their masks. So you cannot put a saliva sucking machine down your throat because that's what you need during an operation, right? Which is why they had to administer drugs to reduce the actual production of saliva. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, it was a risk and it, I mean, I just thinking about it, it still gives me the goosebumps. You know what I mean? It's, it does. Watching this movie, my hair was standing on end. I was tense time. the whole time. Tense. Yet again, just Ron Howard is incredible. Like this movie is absolutely stunning. For me, this is a eight, nine out of ten mm. film because I've seen so many disaster movies like this, which will have you rolling your What was eyes. the one about the the tsunami? That was terrible. With Ewan McGregor. The one with Naomi Watts and Ewan that McGregor. That was terrible, yeah. right? And and coming into this, I was Apprehensive because I thought we were going to get one of those. I thought we were going to get this superhero melodrama shit. I was not expecting Apollo 13. Richard Stanton and John Volanton were in their late 40s and 50s when they did this as well. I mean, that in itself shows you how few of these people there are in the world who can do what they did. And I just learned that a month ago, I think on July 6th, my old university, the University of Bristol, just gave them honorary degrees for oh, this. Oh, nice. Because one of them lives in Long Ashton, which is just outside oh, nice. Bristol. And they were both uh, rewarded honorary degrees for being, you know, Motherfucking heroes. Motherfucking heroes, bro. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is very, very cool. cool. Which is yeah, very yeah, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Watch 13 Lives. I know this is the kind of movie that's going to pop up on a lot of people's feeds or even if they're on Amazon, it might pop up on the main banner and they might overlook it thinking it's going to be one of those Hollywood shitty versions. Yes, it is a white man savior thing, right? White guys did go in to save these boys. But that was not the point. They are not the heroes here. The label of hero is squarely placed on both the people who were stuck in the caves and these volunteers and the the divers that went in and the and the Thai American engineer who diverted the waters and the villagers who had their crops destroyed. Everybody was a hero here. And I thought Ron Howard's portrayal of all of them was completely beautiful. In lesser hands, that governor will be portrayed as a guy who gets in the way, as this bumbling politician who's just trying to save his own skin, right? He is treated with so much dignity and respect. Everybody is treated with dignity in this film. It's done in a way which captures Thai character as well. Because you're not going to get the same kind of melodrama and, I guess, tension that you would in an American situation. Because the Thai people aren't like that. And so even in their displeasure at something, it was written incredibly well. It wasn't written in a Hollywood yeah. manner. So just speaking about that governor, the SEAL team, their reaction to these foreigners coming in, all of that stuff played out exactly how it would play out. There was no forced conflict between these characters or forced drama between these characters. And I think that's fantastic. The, the writers didn't force the American, American military in on this because they were like, yeah, we're here. If you need us, we're, we'll help. But, you know, if you just need extra hands, we're here for that too. They're not suddenly taking over the room. You know what I mean? This is, it's treated really, really well. You need to go watch 13 Lives. You will not be disappointed. Let us know what you think once you've seen it. It's streaming on Amazon Prime Video. You can reach out to us on all of our social media feeds, GogglerMY. You can also email us on podcast at goggler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline, 012-524-5208. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Goggler Podcast.